Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. We're overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Super Bowl 56, officially in the books. The Los Angeles Rams are the NFL champions for 2021-22. I'm Craig Mish, along with Davis Maddock. Of course, many of you watched the Super Bowl, but perhaps didn't go deeper into it in terms of fantasy performances, which we will do on the show today. And Davis, of course, a really entertaining Super Bowl from start to finish. A lower scoring game, as we talked about last week, that definitely ended up being the case. And all you can ask for is a Super Bowl with a handful of minutes to go not knowing what the outcome is going to be. And and I think in that sense, it delivered in that game last night. Yep. Uh, I, I think you are right. I mean, we said pretty much all week, we thought uh, both of the teams were going to run a lot on first down. They did. Uh, honestly, it felt like Sean McVay was trying to make the Rams lose. The team ran 20 times on first and second down. They got 39 yards on those first and second down runs. Cam Akers was awful. Michelle was just as bad. Henderson was okay in the passing game, but uh, also was bad running the ball. And pretty much the second that the Rams decided to take the game seriously and throw the ball, they marched down the field and they got their touchdown, which honestly sort of leads me to believe that this game did not need to be as close as it was in the end. Yeah, and look, I I think the Rams, I mean, what I was thinking throughout the game was how is it possible that the Rams have six sacks, seven sacks, whatever it was, and are not winning? Uh, you know, I don't, I mean, I, I guess there's probably a stat for that at some point in the regular season in the playoffs, but the way that they harassed Joe Burrow throughout this game and the fact that this came right down to the end was sort of stunning. Funny finish. Uh, we're going to get to that as well. So let's get to our headlines here on the show on Sports Grid on Fantasy Sports today. The final was 23 to 20. The Bengals covered the four and a half. Rams are a winner on the money line. Game goes under the total in Super Bowl 56. Cooper Cup, as expected, named the Super Bowl MVP. Quiet first half, but certainly without Odell Beckham Jr., Cup was phenomenal in the second half, including catching a touchdown that was called back and then another touchdown. Aaron Donald, according to uh, NBC, and I use that lightly, it was really Rodney Harrison who said it before the game yesterday, would be considering retirement after this game. I find that far-fetched, but I'll get your thoughts on that, Davis. And then Odell Beckham Jr. was on his way, you know, to hitting on all of the props for his touchdown over on his yards, over on his catches. And I think that the analysis was spot on. But, David, sometimes the analysis doesn't lead to a winning ticket at the end, which, uh, you know, certainly the injury that he had to his knee derailed all of those hopes. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I have to be honest. Um 
a lot of the times on this show, I'm going to get things wrong. You know, that I'm going to be, I'm going to say things and, and they they cannot be further from the truth. And I will always own up when I am wrong. But mm-hmm. uh, I feel like this Super Bowl was about as close as I'm ever going to get to exactly handicapping a Super Bowl correctly, right? We were under on Joe Mixon. We were under on Cam Akers. We were over on Cup, over on Beckham, over on T. Higgins. We said that uh, Ramsey probably would spend some time on Chase, but we didn't know if that was the best idea. And Jalen Ramsey had an awful game um, to begin with. And, uh, yeah. you know, I mean, we look, we, we did say Cooper Cup uh, should should have a good chance of winning MVP because Matthew Stafford, he was, he was very good in that game, but uh, we sort of suggested that the writers would not hold him in that same tier of players, Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady. That ended up being true. Cooper Cup winning MVP, cashing a 6-1 to one ticket there. So uh, I, I think had people watch Fantasy Sports Today, last week and of course welcome to everyone on radio davis maddock and craig mish recapping super bowl 56 with you here on sports grid i think uh had people listen and watch to the show last week i think they would have had a, a profitable betting experience during the super bowl definitely so the only one caveat to that as i recall uh worst number i personally thought last week on the board was joe burrow's rushing yards of, of 10 and yep. a half and that yep yeah, i that did was, i did yeah. get sucked on that one yep yeah, I mean, all off the week before, Davis. That's all that was. I mean, I just a stunning, a stunning number. I thought there, uh, Davis. Should people be upset holding a MVP ticket for Aaron Donald? I guess that's part of the conversation today. Again, where these MVPs of the Super Bowls, I believe you have to vote within ten minutes of it ending, and most of the writers are headed down in an elevator, generally you know, to go on the field right at the end of the game or at least get, you know, in, in place to do interviews where they would have voted for Cup once he caught that touchdown and the Donald play did not even come in factor at the end of the game. You think that that needs to change? Uh, no, I think it's fine the way they do it. And I don't think that you can feel hard done by your Aaron Donald ticket because you got an awful number. Betting on a defensive player at 12-1, to 15-1, to 1, to win a Super Bowl MVP. I mean, look, the, the the much more intelligent betting strategy is to bet, you know, Ernest Joyner at at a hundred to one or whatever, and just say, oh, he got the interception that sealed the game, or he, you know, he scored the game winning touchdown or whatever. Uh, Aaron Donald, four tackles, two sacks. He had a good game. He's a very disruptive player. You you cannot feel hard done by it because you, when you bet a bad number, you you just live with the consequences of betting that number. In my opinion, yeah. Dallas Cowboys had a player named Larry Brown who won the Super Bowl MVP, I believe, had two interceptions for the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, in a similar situation where you never would have expected that to be the MVP, and it ended up happening. All right, our fantasy ramifications from the Super Bowl. That's coming up next right here on SportsGrid. Of course, we'll touch on everything happening in the world of the NFL, the world of the NBA, and even any updates on Major League Baseball. So make sure you stay with us on the grid. We're here from 12 to 2 Eastern, Monday through Friday, covering you on all fantasy sports. Also going to hit on a lot more college basketball as we go on, perhaps some other things as well. And we are happy to be with you here on this Monday after the Super Bowl. More analysis coming up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah. 
the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today with the Super Bowl in the books and the NFL season complete. We're going to take a look ahead, perhaps, to 2022 and also look back at 2021 from a fantasy perspective of both the Super Bowl and the fantasy football season. Here are the standouts from last night's Super Bowl. We have Matthew Stafford yesterday with 283 yards, six rushing yards. So he went over his rushing prop, ironically. Three touchdowns and two interceptions in the game. Daryl Henderson Jr., was uh, was basically the only capable running back, and I don't even know if I would go that far. He caught three passes for 43 yards, really not much from Akers or Sony Michelle. Cooper Cup, eight receptions for 92 yards, I believe five in the second half. Also seven rushing yards, one on a key fourth down. He also scored twice. Odell Beckham Jr. had two catches, 52 yards, and a touchdown in the first half, went down with a knee injury. And uh, no update I didn't see yet on him today, but of course we did not see him for the remainder of the game. On the side of the Cincinnati Bengals, Joe Burrow harassed constantly. They're going to have to fix that, I would guess. 22 of 33, 263 yards, three rushing yards, and one touchdown because Joe Mixon, that was another uh, astute point by you. Joe Mixon uh, was went over that passing prop from another player. In fact, two other players passed the ball, if I'm not mistaken. Mixon had 72 rushing yards, also a touchdown pass in this game. T. Higgins, four for 100 and two scores. One of them was from Mixon. And Jamar Chase had one really long catch, which put him over his receiving prop of about 75 yards. He went over at 89 yards receiving. So, of course, lots of takeaways from this, without a doubt. Uh, the Rams, uh, you know, as you as you pointed out, Davis, uh, you know, I, I guess the question that I would have is that from seeing what you saw yesterday and sort of pushing the Super Bowl forward a little bit, with the way that Akers has run, the last two games that we saw him, and, and definitely very fair, the fact that I think he only got like 1.5 yards per carry or something like that. Do you think it's just a matter of he wasn't 100% healthy? Do you think the Rams' offensive line wasn't very good? Is there something to be concerned with? Because if I'm not mistaken, when I saw Sony Michelle earlier in the year, I mean, he actually looked better than Akers. Maybe it's, it's not fair because he had that injury. Um, yeah, I mean, certainly I think that Akers was just not at peak performance. Um, then, you know, there's also the element of the Rams offensive line didn't play that well. 
But again, everyone in the stadium pretty much knew what was coming in every first down. I mean, how hard is it to defend a run when you know exactly where the ball is going, exactly who's going to be carrying it? Because as the game went on, it just became clear McVay was not going to be changing anything regardless of if it was working or not. Uh, the Rams had six first downs in the first quarter. They ran on five of them. They got four yards on all those first down runs, and it didn't get any better for the rest of the game. I mean, it it, it is, uh, you know, McVay is, is probably the biggest gap in terms of game management and ability to create a good offense, right? I don't think anyone doubts that McVay is a good play caller, that a huge part of the Rams' success is McVay designing this offense and, and you know, freeing up Cooper Cup, but he is bad at managing games. He doesn't know how to handle the clock. He doesn't know, you know, how to change things up when they're not working inside of a game. And uh, the interesting thing with Akers is he was probably trending towards being a first-round pick next year in fantasy football drafts and you know because it was the super bowl everyone and their moms were watching that game acres had basically the worst game of his professional career he is going to get dinged from this poor performance but i do think the fact that the team is sticking with him even though the guy can't get two yards per carry is actually pretty indicative that that is their guy you know regardless of what henderson does regardless of if they draft someone regardless if they uh, retain right. sony michelle yeah, and uh, and on the Rams side, just before we get to the Bengals, they'll have to make a decision on Odell Beckham. Naturally, the injury could play a factor if it's a serious one, and I don't know that it is. I mean, when you're walking around like that, I mean, it is the Super Bowl, but when you're walking around like that, I mean, is, is it fair to say hard to believe it's like ACL and miss a year? Because that certainly would change the Rams' plans. But if the Rams don't retain Beckham, and it, look, Woods is a good player. Make no mistake about it. But that that's got to be a key point for them in the offseason. They, they absolutely have to have some talent and probably more than one other receiver next to Cup. Yeah, I mean, Odell left that game and the entire offense started to crater. Uh, you know, Matt Stafford's uh, first interception was uh, he threw it at uh, Bennett Skoronek and it slipped right through his hands, and the Bengals guy intercepted it. His second interception, he throws a ball to the corner of the end zone that I think Odell Beckham probably would have came down with. Van Jefferson takes the wrong angle, doesn't jump. That ball gets intercepted as well. So, I mean, we pretty much saw an immediate drop-off for the Rams when Odell left the field, and there is a big difference between Cooper Cup, Bennett Skoronek, and Van Jefferson, and Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, and Odell Beckham. Now, Woods... Given what we know about ACL recoveries, he will probably be close to being able to play at the beginning of mm -hmm. next season, but probably not 100%, right? Uh, and he's, I, I believe he's 29 years old anyway, so kind of getting to the point where you start to affect wide receiver performance to decline. Weirdly enough, um, I actually think Odell tearing his knee makes it more likely that he comes back to the Rams because he will be at their facility and everything anyways. And he obviously, you know, if you have a torn knee, it's a little bit harder to say you got to pay me $15 million a year. Right. Uh, I believe the Rams have the option to pay him $9.5 million for the upcoming season if they so desire. Um, so, so maybe that, maybe Odell goes, well, that's as much money as I am going to make which is sort of interesting. But uh, yeah, no no report yet this morning. It certainly looked like an ACL. I mean, the way he he stopped in the turf. But uh, I am, I'm not a doctor. Uh, all I know is that it really did not look good. And it was a bummer that he did get hurt. Yeah, very big bummer. Good to see him win a championship. Now on the Bengals side, uh, look, I mean, they, they had a lot of chances to win the game. Everyone today is talking about 
Zach Taylor rushing P Ryan right at Aaron Donald on third down, you know, toward the end of that game. And I think that's a fair uh, call and a fair assessment from that. You never really quite felt that the Bengals had a stronghold on the game, but at the same time, Davis, you never really felt like they were out of it when the score was 14 to three either. Uh, Bengals certainly all they got to do, I think, in my opinion, and again, I don't think they're better than Kansas city next year. I probably don't think they're better than Buffalo too, but I, I guess when you think about it, everybody was sort of right in saying they needed Panay Sewell, right? Like in the end, when you go back and look at that draft, those people were right. And the people that said that they should draft Jamar Chase were right too. But whatever money the Bengals have available has got to go to the offensive line. Yeah, I mean, they need to do what the Kansas City Chiefs do this, uh, what, the, what the Kansas City Chiefs did this last offseason, which is pretty much every dollar that the the uh that the Kansas City Chiefs had was spent on the offensive line. I believe they drafted three offensive linemen. One of them, Creed Humphrey, uh, started and and uh, I believe made the Pro Bowl as well. What was phenomenal? They traded a first round pick for Orlando Brown. I mean, they just they completely spent the offseason saying we cannot put ourselves in a spot where our offensive line is our weakness. Um, I I would say that uh, you know I think that probably the Bengals did do the right thing because I I don't think I don't think they ever get to the Super Bowl with you know Auden Tate playing the position that Jamar mm-hmm. Chase was playing. You know Chase was was so phenomenal and uh, you know Penesul was good as a rookie. He had a sixty nine. Uh, on a sliding scale of 100 passing block grade from Pro Football Focus, which is good, but that's not like it's not like uh, you know Joe Thomas or whatever. That's not uh, a good enough performance to you know change an entire offensive line, right? You can have an all-star left tackle and still have your quarterback getting crushed, especially against the Rams, who get all their pressure from the interior, anyways. You know, Panay, they could have they could have just signed Panay Sewell to play in that game, and it might not have made any difference anyway. Was was that the worst offensive line performance you've ever seen in a game? Uh, no, the, I think the Chiefs' offensive line against the Buccaneers last year was actually worse. I I, I think that I I, I, I that's it. I'm going to look that up at the break. I'm going to look up the offensive line grade uh, from that game and see which one was actually worse. Yeah, look, I, I mean, I've seen Derek Thomas get six or seven sacks, I believe, in one game. Uh, but as far as playing in a Super Bowl like that, I I, I just it, that that's after the first quarter on. I just couldn't believe how many times they were in Burroughs sacking him. It was astounding. So, all right, coming up next, it's time for us to dive into a little bit more football, a recap on our season in 2021. So stay on the grid. More fantasy sports today is coming up. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 
The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes. The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Be next. Just go to underdogfantasy.com to get started. Great, great. All right, welcome back to Sports Grid. This is Fantasy Sports Today. I'm Craig Mish, along with Davis Maddock. One bet that I don't know if it cashed or not. I think when we left Friday, we would get the result on the over two and a half pizza slices eaten by Davis Maddock. I don't know, Davis. Where we, I think that's where we left off. You couldn't guarantee me one way or the other. Did you end up going over or under that yesterday? So we ended up calling an audible. We didn't do pizza. We did wings. We ordered uh, a, 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 I think, triple digit numbers of uh, wings. We went and uh, picked them up from Wingstop, you know, a national chain. Normally we like to do local businesses, but uh, we, we, didn't, we didn't make the decision on what we were doing until Sunday. So we ended up going with uh, wings. It was, a, it was a good choice. I mean, you really can't go wrong just uh, shoveling wings into your mouth. So definitely uh over over 20 wings for me on sunday no doubt yeah we didn't set a total on that though i think i think i would have probably had you over 20 really wow i I don't i don't know if i would have had you like 14 15 somewhere along those lines i think that's probably went to yeah went to the gym sunday morning did the thing good and hungry you know uh yeah took the uh took the day it was it was a good day yeah it was my anniversary my 17th anniversary uh with my wife on saturday so we went out Saturday night and we went out for stone crabs and uh, and I saved those for for the Super Bowl, too. So that that was my my Sunday. I got I got to have a pizza this week. It's been a while. So I'll probably get back into that over this week on slices for me. One and a half <laughs> down right now. That's it. Uh, OK, so uh, and, I, and a little bit later on, we'll get back to the Super Bowl. I want to talk to you about the halftime show and all that. Definitely want to do that. But uh, before we do that. Uh, look, we, we had a two-hour fantasy football highlight show where we basically gave out all of the awards. In case you missed that, you can catch it on demand over on SportsGrid's YouTube channel. But we thought today we would just sort of tie a bow to the football season because, let's be honest, uh, with baseball sort of waiting in the wings, we're not really sure where we're headed from here. It's kind of a, a unique ground to cover. It feels like pandemic time back in, in 2020 from a fantasy perspective. But uh, from a recap perspective, you know, going into the season – uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know what made me love Debo Samuel so much. I really got to be honest. It's funny. I, I go back now and I watch. There's a video that you could find with our friends from Razball, right? They had me on the show on their video podcast, Davis. And it basically was they went to like every fantasy, not expert, because who knows who's an expert, who's not. But they went to me and they said, I want you to come up with your favorite guy of the season. And I want to do like five minutes with that. So Donkey Teeth had me on. And there's actually a video online like you would think I am a, like a sage on that thing. Like I, I'm on Debo Samuel and he's been heard and he's underrated. It's like amazing to watch that video. I got to frame it somewhere and, and put it up or save it on YouTube. But beyond that for me, uh, he was even better than I thought he was going to be. But uh, give me some other surprises for you. 
Yeah, there were a couple guys, and and really my my criteria here was guys who we expected to do well who actually blew way by that. Because I you don't you don't want it to just be surprises in terms of playing time because playing time can just be like whatever you know like is Elijah Mitchell really a surprise? I don't really think he was a surprise. You know we thought he would. We just you know any running back in that Ram system can do well. So. Ebo was, you know, obviously a guy that Craig, you were, you were really into. I liked him as well, um, and he had a good couple years before. You know, he was really good as a rookie. Scored six touchdowns, uh, had almost a thousand yards from scrimmage. He got hurt in 2020, but he blew the doors off of everyone in 2021. You know, 1800 scrimmage yards, 14 touchdowns. Just absolutely unbelievable stuff. And I think those are, uh, it's kind of like the NBA most improved player thing in terms of like, what do you deem a surprise? But anyone being that good and that efficient has to be a surprise. I mean, he led the NFL in yards per reception and also scored eight rushing touchdowns. I mean, that is about as much of a unicorn season as you are ever going to find. Uh, my next guy here was Jalen Waddle because you know I think a lot of us expected Waddle uh, to you know you know have a nice rookie year to kind of you know find his way in and and you know, we didn't know if he'd be playing behind Fuller or if Parker would still be the number one and uh, the Dolphins season certainly was not as smooth as they would have liked you know as evidenced by the fact that Brian Flores left the team they didn't make the playoffs but Waddle was actually a top ten wide receiver in PPR scoring. He caught 104 passes, 1,000 scrimmage yards, scored seven touchdowns. I mean, he was really, really good. Um, you know, certainly uh, he beat any projection you would have had, uh, finished way higher than his draft slot. And in early drafts, he's already kind of going in that third round range. So, you know, he's, he's pretty much already been anointed as there. And this was far and away the most actual surprising individual performance for me of any player. And it was James Conner. Um I did not like James Conner. Look, if, if, if I'm talking at the beginning of the show, I, I love to say when I get things right. Well, I got this one really wrong. Not only um, did I like Chase Edmonds, who did nothing, uh, you know, got I mean, got hurt, but was just never going to score touchdowns. Connor was unbelievable. 18 touchdowns. Um, you know, that that's a lot of touchdowns, but also did well as a receiver. I mean, that is maybe even the more surprising thing is he functioned just fine as a pass catcher. 39 targets, 37 receptions, 375 receiving yards, three receiving touchdowns. I mean, he was top 10 running back that you took in the 8th, ninth, 10th round. I mean, just un- really unbelievable how good he was this last season. And, and no one will expect Connor to have that season this year. Debo would be very hard pressed to do what he did last year. Maybe he will. I don't know, but he'd be very hard pressed to repeat that. And I suppose Waddle is the one guy that you think may be able to or exceed it. But Davis, I got to tell you, I think there's a chance that Waddle becomes a better receiver in the NFL and has a better season, but doesn't put up the fantasy stats. I like. I. I just. I think McDaniel is not going to let this guy play over the middle. Like I. I think that's going to change. I think he's going to catch more passes. I think. And there's a chance he could be closer to Jamar Chase than he was Jalen Waddle for sure, because he's he's an amazing player. But I mean, I just don't think that PPR stuff's going to hold up. Yeah, I mean, really, it's kind of just a matter of what direction Mike McDaniel takes the offense, and you know, kind of uh, the the way that they've been coached the last couple of years. You know, with Chan Gailey and stuff, there's just lots of easy throws. And you know, we had that uh, soundbite of Mike McDaniel last week where he's talking about. 
Tua has to be better, right? Tua's got a guy, like, he believes in Tua. Tua's his guy, so on and so forth. But, you know, a big part of their uh, progression as an organization is going to be Tua playing better, throwing the ball down the field more, you know, getting out of the pocket, bringing Devontae Parker in. You know, who knows if Fuller's on the team. Maybe they draft someone. There are quality wide receiver free agents this year. Maybe Miami is a destination for one of those guys. What Waddle will have to do is Waddle will have to add what he did in college, which is catching the ball down the field and scoring on slant plays, right? I mean, he didn't have one. I mean, Craig, he did not have one play as a rookie at Miami the way he played at Alabama, right? You go, go like, if you guys have not watched, just go to YouTube and type in Jalen Waddle Alabama highlights, and you'll see a guy just, like, yeah. streaking down the field, you know, 60 yards down the field, catching bombs, like, and he just didn't do any of that as a rookie, and he'll have to add that into his game, I think. Yeah, I mean, he was Hunter Renfro on the Dolphins this season. That's basically yes. who he was. Yeah, crazy. All right, worst draft picks in fantasy football. I'm glad amongst all my teams I only see one name on here. And I look, I mean, can you indict me for in the 11th round taking Michael Thomas? That's what happened, and then I ended up cutting him. I guess you can. I guess it was a bad pick. It, uh, it was. And the reason why I included Michael Thomas on this list, a guy who did not play a game this season – and uh, it's, it's honestly maybe even just a reminder for myself more than anything. But, Craig, how how often in, in fantasy football do you get paid off being an optimist on injury, right? Whether it be Never. guys who were already injured, <laughs> guys who are, you know, coming back from surgery. It, it never works in football. Now, in basketball and baseball fantasy, it can totally work, right? Longer seasons, um, you know, the sport, you know, it's just not as high contact. But Michael Thomas, I mean, we we knew he was having surgery. We knew that the quarterback situation was going to be different. And you got nothing. You got nothing for your investment. And I think the same thing goes with Saquon Barkley, right? The combination of injury, injury optimism and also just expecting him to play better than he had in years past, right? Barkley, uh, one good season in his NFL career. Let's call it like it is. He's got one good year under his belt. He was going in the, the top 10 picks and delivered nothing. And then uh, I'm putting the dunce cap on myself for this one. Trey Lance <laughs> took him in all these drafts, so excited about it. You know, all these best ball drafts, started two games. He was fine in those games. But let's be honest, it, it was not my finest moment as a fantasy analyst. I think Barkley was the worst pick in fantasy football. I just do. I mean, the guy didn't play at all in the preseason. He was coming off that season last year. Like, you really had to just close your eyes and hold your nose and say, I think this is better. But there was no data to support that. So I'm in agreement with you there. All right, who were the league winners for you in 2021? Yeah, this one's really easy. I think you could put Debo on this list as well, but we already discussed him. Cooper Cup, best fantasy football season of all time. Mark Andrews, best tight end fantasy season. Uh, maybe ever, I'd have to go check that one again. And then Jonathan Taylor, far and away, the number one running back. I mean, not, not no one close to him in terms of weekly consistency. Uh, clearly, clearly the best. Yeah, and there's a chance that, uh, that Taylor could be the number one overall pick. Um, all right, so let's do this. We got more to come here on Fantasy Sports Today and some more discussion about the 2021 fantasy football season. Also, uh, NBA back tonight and with more games than you would expect, of course, because the Super Bowl shines and there were only two games, if I'm not mistaken, yesterday in the NBA. So, We'll take a quick break. We'll come back and we'll have plenty more right here on Sports Grid on FST. Craig Mish, Davis Maddock, every day, noon to 2 Eastern, right here on the show. 
as we continue on here on this day after the Super Bowl. So stay on the grid. We'll be right back in two minutes. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Wick Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. We had a fun time covering the Super Bowl for you last week. If you missed any of our coverage, of course, you can catch our videos over on YouTube and also all of the interviews on social media as well. Follow us on Twitter at SportsGrid and at SportsGridTV for the latest news, notes, information. Now that the Super Bowl is over, we're closing in on the NCAA tournament, March Madness, NBA All-Star Game, playoffs, hockey as well. We cover it all for you. Follow us on Twitter at SportsGrid and at SportsGridTV. Right before the break, Davis and I were talking about just some Things that happened in 2021 from a fantasy football perspective. We're going to get to the Super Bowl odds for 2023 coming up in just a minute. But let's close the book on this. The uh, waiver wire heroes, Davis, this season, uh, no question. A couple running backs really came through. And one wide receiver in particular that I'm really compelled for 2023 I gotta be, or 2022, i got to be honest with you. Yeah, uh, so the wide receiver was Amon Ross St. Brown, who did start the year. You know, I mean, he he was he was barely playing to begin the year, but he ended the year like uh, I mean, basically he was uh, you know he, like he was Cooper Cup. I mean, he he uh, he was absolutely unbelievable. Eight for one hundred nine and a touchdown against the Packers. Eight one eleven and a touchdown. Nine for ninety one and a touchdown. Eight for ninety and a touchdown. Ten for eighty six and a touchdown. I mean, just just ripping them off at the end of the year. And it also, from a waiver wire perspective, was sort of a fascinating year because there weren't a ton of guys who were out for the entire season at the running back position. It'd be like a guy would miss a month, right? Clyde over Tolaire misses a month. Darrell Williams comes in and is a running back one for that time frame. Uh, Derrick Henry, you know, out for the year for the Tennessee Titans and Foreman came on towards the end, but McNichols was in there. Uh, Dontrell Hilliard was in there. Uh, we had Mark Ingram. I almost put Mark Ingram on this list, but I went back and looked at it, and he really only had three games where he was a true hero. But, of course, you know, if you'd gotten him, he really turned it up. But it, to me, 
I will remember the 2021 fantasy football season as the Eli Mitchell year. Because if in week one of the season you said, you know what, I don't care, come hell or high water, it just doesn't matter, I'm getting Eli Mitchell, I'm spending 90% of my fab on Eli Mitchell, you probably, I mean, maybe you didn't win your league, but you definitely made the playoffs because you found a running back one for free off the waiver wire. I mean, Eli Mitchell was a, a, a top 12 PPR running back per game from the time that uh, Raheem Mostert tore his knee. And uh, I just, I, I really just want to remember that for next year and for all seasons in the future. Just do not be a coward with your week one waiver wire bids because it can turn your entire fantasy season around and those guys can be guys you absolutely have to have. Yep, and Dobbins and Akers got hurt during draft season. So completely different situations for sure. Uh, okay, now let's take a look at the Super Bowl odds for 2023. Yeah, we're there. That one's in Glendale, Arizona in February of 2023. And no surprise here that the outright odds have on DraftKings the Chiefs plus 750, the Bills plus 750, the Rams are 10 to 1. No matter who's on the Cowboys, they're always going to be in the mix somehow, Davis. You know that. 14 to 1. San Francisco 14 to 1 and Cincinnati 14 to 1. It's really amazing when you think about it, the tax that you have to pay on the Dallas Cowboys. It's like it's like the one team that doesn't belong, but you have to have them in there because if you don't, they'll get bet up to that point. Yeah, well, I was I was really bullish on the Cowboys last year, right? So I was really bullish on them to win the NFC, bullish on them to win the division bullish on them to lead uh, the NFL in points scored, which hit at 14 to one as well. Not bullish on them coming into this next season with Michael Gallup with the torn ACL. Sounds like maybe they don't want Amari Cooper back. Dalton Schultz is a free agent. Ezekiel Elliott is another year older. And honestly, uh, it, it still stings. That playoff loss to the 49ers was just such, it, it, it was just such organizational incompetence, right? I mean, you, 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 CeeDee Lamb has two catches in a must-win elimination game. Your Dalton Schultz is, is the leading receiver in a game you trail the entire time. So I most, most years with Dak and Kellen Moore at the helm, I'd be saying we, we might want to be a little interested in these numbers, but I'm not, I'm, I, can't, I cannot get there right now. Uh, I, I am not interested. I Honestly, none of these numbers – Look that bettable to me right now. Uh, the Bills would be the Bills would be the one, um, but I'm I'm not going to bet the Bills because I don't want them to win the Super Bowl. Um, I, I would much prefer the Chiefs, but I think this is a bad number on the Chiefs because Travis Kelsey is going to be 33 years old heading into this season. They have no plan. There is no plan B. There is no plan to. There's nothing they can do if Travis Kelsey gets hurt. If Travis Kelsey is starts to show his age a little bit and. You know, when the Chiefs were in that skid, when they lost to the Bills, when they lost to the Titans, um, it was it, uh, in large part because Kelsey was not playing well, right? Those were those right. were some of Kelsey's worst games as a professional. And if anything goes wrong there, they are so screwed. They are they are just so screwed. And then with the Rams, I think the Rams have work to do. You know, if they want to repeat because sure. of what we talked about in the first segment, you you cannot go into the season with Cooper Cup, Ben Skoronek, and and uh, Van Jefferson, they they got to do something at pass catcher. Yeah, no doubt. There, there's speculation that the opening night of the season next year is going to be Buffalo and Los Angeles on the first night of the NFL season on that Thursday night. I, I, there's no quantifi quantifying that. It's just that's what people are speculating, that everyone wants to give Buffalo 
another shot and you know the rams are going to play at home game one on that thursday we'll see that, that would be a heck of a way to start i would think all right uh, speaking of which afc championship odds the short odds are buffalo and kc of course with that crazy game that they played we got the bengals at six and a half to one denver and baltimore at 10 to one and tennessee is 11 to one i suppose denver's only denver like sticks out here davis like the what the bleep like why is this here I guess the only reason is is because Rodgers. The, the second Rodgers would sign back with Green Bay, what would Denver be? Uh, 15, 20, 30? <laughs> Higher? I don't know. I mean, we, we saw this. So so if we want to rewind our brains all the way to last offseason, when the Rodgers to Denver rumors were happening, to begin with, the Broncos shot all the way up. I think they're even on, so, on, on some of these sports books, like 18 to 1 to win the Super Bowl or whatever. But, you know, the, the second Rodgers, you know, resides with Green Bay, goes somewhere else, right, gets traded somewhere else or, or signs a contract with someone else, um, th- those odds are, are going to plummet. I, I think um, the Ravens' odds here look pretty good at, at 10 to 1. Here, here is, uh, here's a statistical oddity that uh, will, will uh, get, your, get your brain in a twist. Lamar Jackson is a year younger than Joe Burrow. So he's heading into his fourth year in the NFL. He is younger than Joe Burrow. And and the Ravens last year, I mean, could you have had a season that that was worse than the Ravens? I mean, Lamar got hurt. All their secondary got hurt. All three of their running backs got hurt in the preseason. Their offensive line got injured. They lost their fullback for the year. I mean, it was such a mess for the Ravens in terms of injuries last season. And, uh, of course, you know, people were really turning the screws on Harbaugh for the fourth down stuff that went the wrong way, for the two-point conversions that went the wrong way. But, of course, had he gotten those, you know, had the players just converted those, that, oh, Harbaugh, you know, he's so aggressive. He knows his guys. He motivates his guys. So I I know I'm going to be very bullish on the Ravens heading into next season. They're always very bad. And, look, you're right, the variance on missing those twos was incredible. Um, the, what's really easy about Baltimore Davis is no matter what, it's like you figure they're in the playoffs. And so you can hedge your way through with them on getting a really good number. But like of all these teams, when you look at it, nothing would shock you, you know, further than, than Baltimore being in a spot to play for the AFC championship, to play for the Super Bowl. This year was just, yeah, you're right. It was, it was just not their year at all. And, and if they, by the way, make one of those two fourth down conversions at the end of the game, uh, two-point conversions, they're in the playoffs, and Pittsburgh is not. Yep. All right, NFC Championship odds. Naturally, the Packers is the key number one here that we could circle. The Rams are 4.5 to 1. 49ers are right there at 5.5 to 1. Dallas somehow 6.5 to 1. Uh, Green Bay 6.5 to 1. Is this right? Tampa Bay is still 11 to 1 to go to the Super Bowl? I, I guess the speculation is holding out that 0.1% that Brady comes back, I guess. But boy, if there if there's anything bettable, it's the NFC right now. If if Tampa Bay's a little uncertain, I'd like to see who's after Tampa Bay, to be honest. Uh, because if Rodgers were to leave and Brady is not to come back, there are odds, there are better odds on another team in the NFC not named Dallas, San Francisco, and LA. Well, how about taking advantage of the uncertainty with the Arizona Cardinals? You know, we don't know who is going to be coaching the Arizona Cardinals, don't know who's going to be quarterbacking them. There was the report uh, from Chris Mortensen this last weekend that the organization thinks that Kyler is being selfish or immature or whatever. And then there was the report that Kyler is like embarrassed by the loss, which he should be. I mean, he should be embarrassed. And, uh, you know, they'll be more healthy heading into next season. Hopkins will be back. Rondell Moore will hopefully be in a larger role 
in that offense. They'll have Zach Ertz for the entire year so he can catch his passes for six yards and fall down. They'll, you know, they'll be able to add guys on the offensive line, add guys on defense. Kyler's still playing on his rookie contract. That's always really valuable. You know, we know that that rookie contract stuff is really big. So this will kind of be their last year to splash in free agency. So that one's kind of interesting. Um, you know, I mean, maybe uh, maybe the the Washington Commanders, you know, if they end up, well, it's just if they end up being a destination. Uh, look, I mean, you know, I love Jalen Hurts, but I don't know if I don't know if well, I don't really know if I believe in Jalen Hurts as a guy who can get to the Super Bowl. And I also don't know if I believe in Nick Sirianni as a head coach to get them there. They just look so bad in all the big spots, right? They, they would, the Eagles would just destroy bad teams. They would run all over them. And then anytime they got up against a team that was already in the playoffs, they would just get smoked. They would just get ran down. And, you know, I don't know if that's Jalen Hurts' fault. I don't know if that's Sirianni. I don't know what it is. But that that does not – that leaves me feeling kind of bearish about them. But the the commanders have really good players, right? They got they got Chase Young. They, they're deep. It's so weird. Their defense in 2020 was one of the best units in the league, and then they were god-awful this last year and like I don't really know why but I know that some of those players are good and they're one of those teams that if Russell Wilson wants to leave Seattle if Aaron Rodgers wants to get out of there whatever they're one of those teams where a quarterback would just change the whole direction because they have lots of really good players yeah it, it seems like there's just a real deficiency in the market in the NFC and and there is a team that we have not discussed that with long odds of let's say 15 20 to 1 let's just say, are going to win a division, get a home game in the playoffs. And then at that point, again, you're hedging your way to the end because that would make them a, a favorite in a playoff game, most li- most likely if they were playing at yeah. home. Especially if, if, again, if, look, Rodgers goes back to Green Bay, different conversation. But if Rodgers were to leave to go to the AFC and Brady does not come back, and I think that we're in agreement on Dallas. I just, their odds are there for what reason, I'm not sure. No question, the Rams and 49ers deserve to be there. Those those will be the teams at the beginning of the season you think have a shot to, to come out of that. But we're missing somebody here. I think I think we definitely are missing somebody for next year. Maybe like the Bengals were this year in the AFC, although who saw that coming? Nobody. All right. The uh, what's, what's being talked about maybe more, uh, as much, as the Super Bowl was the Super Bowl halftime show. And if you go back and you look at the last 10 years of Super Bowls and halftime shows, sometimes they are talked about, but for the most part, they happen. You go, okay, blah. I mean, you really don't have a strong opinion on it, but there were a lot of strong opinions on that halftime show yesterday with Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg and Eminem and 50 Cent and Kendrick Lamar. So we have a two minute segment at the end of our hour. I figure it's a, it's a good time to just talk about that real quick. I'm curious of Davis's opinions about the 50 year old, halftime show last night and then we got hour two where we'll hit on the nba go through our dfs lineups help you pick some winners for tonight so stay on the grid more fantasy sports today on the day after the super bowl to come craig mitch davis maddock we're back in just a couple of minutes to wrap our first hour off stay on the grid sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com ah the sweet sound of sports you love from sling the collide of football pads the squeak of shoes on a basketball court The crack of the bat on a home run. 
the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Welcome back, Fantasy Sports Today on Sports Grid. Well, me being 48 years old, I know that's hard to say, but me being 48 years old, I uh, thoroughly enjoyed the halftime show. Uh, Davis, I know that the general consensus seems to be that it was a great halftime show with Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre and Eminem and 50 Cent and Kendrick Lamar. You know, sometimes we come out of these things and you know, again, the prisoner of the moment conversation. But for me, in terms of the history of watching the Super Bowl, I don't know if I would have it number one, but it has got to be pretty close up there. I, I really uh, enjoyed it. I mean, it, it brought back nostalgia. I thought the commercials brought back a lot of nostalgia too. But I, I thought it was a very high-end performance, maybe at the very top for me in watching. Yeah, it's the best one that I can ever remember, but uh, also came with a, a startling realization that, you know, my entire life, I've never really enjoyed the halftime show. They've never really been that good because they're always for kind of an older audience, right? They're always kind of for 30 to 40, 45, 50-year-old folks. And uh, now that I'm old, it's for me. Now now that I am old, the nostalgia is for me. It's uh, it, it's specifically marketed at me in my age group, which is basically the first time that the halftime show has ever been that way. So I, I enjoyed it, but it did also come with the, the realization that I am now the old person. I, I think I'm still going to lean Prince because, and really predominantly because I was there. Like, it's going to be really hard for me to have that beat because uh, I had never seen Prince in concert before. And I don't, I don't know how many live shows he did, honestly, since the Super Bowl. I'd have to go back and check that. But to me, that was really uh, at the top and, and probably because I was there. If I wasn't there, I may have thought last night was the best. I think that's possible. All right, we got to take a break here on the show. We got the update coming up at the top of the hour. We have nine games to discuss as well in the NBA, a rare Monday night where we have so many NBA games. But, of course, two games yesterday in the NBA, so leaving a lot for today. Uh, also, we got news that James Harden – going to be out for the uh, remainder of the week in the playoffs. We'll be right back. Excuse me, all-star game, not playoffs. It's simple, really. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 
The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.